Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Predictor Podcast. I'm your host, Al Walsh. We are brought to you by SportsPredictor.com, where professional bettors share their best plays. Get the winning edge by subscribing to the Sports Picks packages from long-term winning bettors. Once again, that's SportsPredictor.com. Also, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at PredictorHQ. Once again, that's on Twitter at PredictorHQ. On today's episode, we've got Scott Kellen, who is a contributor here over at Sports Predictor. Make sure you find his work there on Twitter at Sixth Sense NFL. That's Sixth Written Out Sense NFL. How's everything going, Scott? Hey, Al, how you doing? Uh, happy Saturday, and uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, how did the, uh, the NFL regular season, the playoffs, go for you this year? You know, it's it, it was an okay year. I you know I came into this year um, having won I think five years in a row and fourteen in the last seventeen. So uh, obviously high hopes. I'm thirty seven and thirty six for the year. Uh, so you know it's been kind of a ho hum year, I guess. Um, you know we we got out to a low volume start early on, which is usually where I probably have my greatest advantage. And uh, just losing some of those those games early on in the year with just not enough plays early on kind of kept us, I think, from having the normal winning year that we uh, typically have. But it's been a good year. The mindset's been good. Uh, thinking's been good. Just not enough volume. And, uh, you know, we're hitting 500 for the most part. Not losing, but not winning, uh, you know, like I would love to have done. Sure. Now, you mentioned something pretty interesting there. He said, you know, some of your best advantages are at the beginning of the NFL season. I kind of feel like that with every sport, uh, you know, particularly baseball. I've always done really well at the beginning of the season. Uh, just curious, you know, from your perspective, why Why do you think that you have more success at the beginning of the season as opposed to later? I think it's just preparation. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, from, from my perspective, the, the only game I really handicap is NFL. I You know, and I've done it for so long. I know it like the back of my hand. Uh, you know, you think about it from a, a team that goes into training camp. Let's take a Bill Belichick. He knows what he's doing every year in, in training camp to get ready for the year. Uh, it's the same for me. I've got a model that just works really, really well uh, from a uh, preparation standpoint. Got some good situations at work early in the year. And just having, you know, obviously being this is the only sport I follow – just having a really good feel for the NFL. And, and obviously if you do your homework during the off season, um, you know, that really helps. So that, that typically just leads to finding value early in the year. You have some, uh, uh, you know, ideas about how you think teams are going to jump out of the gate. And um, so I think that's the biggest reason I've had success early on. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right. So, uh, you know, doing, you know, anything, uh, doing everything throughout the NFL season, course another another year to learn another year to you know have some fun with doing this stuff but any big takeaways that you had uh you know from from the 2019 2020 season well you know i would say that the biggest takeaway i have and i don't know what i'll do with it yet because uh it's it's hard to know if this is going to continue on but you know you go back years and years and years ago this league was a running league and now uh most recently it's obviously been a passing league and I've always said, you know, to win the Super Bowl, speaking of the recent history here, right. you have to be able to throw the ball in the playoffs and play defense. But one thing that we saw this year, we saw some teams kind of reverting back almost old school and, and having a lot of success running the ball. You know, you look at the Ravens and the 49ers who are in the Super Bowl. Uh, now, they both had very good defenses. Um, but, that, you know, those, those are two teams that were running the ball basically 50 percent of the time which is kind of unheard of in this league. And we saw a few other teams doing that as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out going forward. Like I said, I don't, I don't know what I'll do with that, but it, it certainly is a note. 
um, that I think just needs to be looked at a little bit. You know, other things that aren't surprising, but just continue to confirm themselves. Injuries are, are a, a big part of this game. And, you know, you look at the 49ers, had a lot of defensive injuries late in the year, gave up a lot of points. But when they've been healthy, uh, their defense is really locked down. We've seen that in the playoffs. So injuries always continue to be a factor. And I think it, you need to take note of that as you go game by game. Um, and the only other thing I'll look at here is, uh, you know, I've done a lot with success rates this year. Um, but what I do want to look at a little bit more is those success rates when the game's close versus not close. Because uh, definitely teams, obviously, as we know, play a little bit different. And I think there's some edges we can get uh, by just looking at that a little closer. I know a lot of people that do analytical stuff look at that already. It's not something I've looked at as much, but it's something that I want to look at a little bit more during the offseason as well. Interesting. So uh, let's get into that Super Bowl matchup. Do you, uh, you have any big plans or traditions that you usually do each year? Nah, you know, pretty much watch the game. Just make sure I watch it with friends who uh, have an equal uh, betting mindset. You know, obviously we can help each other with in-game stuff. I don't, you know, I don't need to be sitting next to someone who's there to uh, watch the commercials. That doesn't help me. So, um, yeah, I'll just watch it with friends. And, um, you know, from that standpoint, just see if we can get any edges from an in-game standpoint as well. Sure. So, uh, looking at this matchup, obviously, uh, 49ers and the Chiefs will be matching up here. Uh, any, you know, any other matchup that you wanted to see, or is this, you know, the dream come true matchup? I think this is it, man. The, uh, you know, we've seen enough of the Patriots. All due respect to yeah, any yeah. Patriot fans, um, but you know, this is this is great in my mind because this is a first class offense against first class defense. Um, and you know, the nice thing about it that keeps, I think, it a very competitive game is the 49ers have plenty of offense themselves and the Chiefs, you know, have at least a serviceable defense this year. Um, so, you know, it's offense versus defense. Um, and, uh, you know, both teams on the other side of the ball do enough. I think this is going to be a great, great game. And, I, you know, hopefully we'll get some scoring out of it as well to make it a little bit more exciting than last year's. But I think it's a perfect matchup. I love it. All right. So we're going to get into, I guess, a little bit of the gameplay here. But let's talk about the spread real quick. Well, spread and the total, actually. So right now we're seeing that at Chiefs one and a half, and we're seeing the total at 54 and a half, which actually got bumped up big time just because the public was absolutely hammering this number. Uh, do you feel like like these are fair numbers here so far, or uh, you know, one of these sides isn't getting enough attention here? I think they're pretty fair. Uh, you know, when I, when I looked at this game and I start – factoring in all the injuries that both teams have had and and kind of just running numbers uh basically basically using their healthy rosters KC and ball and San Francisco to a degree has played in some weather games but when when I look at all that I get San Francisco by 0.6 points so a little bit of value here in San Francisco <clears throat> I made the total uh <clears throat> excuse me I made the total 53.6 so I think we're right there from a total perspective um I will say this, uh, it's it's kind of an interesting situation that uh, presents both a total and sides uh, scenario that the Chiefs have scored 70 plus points the last two games. So when we've seen teams in the playoffs that have scored 70 or more points in the last two games and the totals higher than 46, those games are 32 and 14 to the over, which included KC in their game last week. Uh, and I believe those games have gone eight and three to the over in the Super Bowl. Now, last year was one of them, and it didn't get there, of course. And then uh, on the other side of that is when a team has scored 70 points or more in their last two games, again, like Kansas City, they are just 25, 48, and one 
um, against the spread in the in their next playoff game. So that would obviously play against Kansas City here. And, of course, that situation would lean toward the over. They're not super strong situations, but I think they're decent situations that at least uh, one should probably take note of. All right. So, yeah, one thing that I always found interesting about this 49ers team, you know, obviously watching a good amount of their games this season, you know, as they were one of the better teams, uh, a buddy of mine, you know, big 49ers fan. So we go out on Sundays, watch them a lot. Uh, you know, their running plays almost have the same type of complexity as a passing play in that, you know, there's a lot of motion. There's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, people are going in opposite directions. Do you kind of find that to, to be the way that San Francisco runs their offense? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I, I th- this offense is very complex. And, you know, I, I lean pretty strongly with them the last two weeks against Minnesota and Green Bay. And, you know, from a Green Bay perspective, I just looked at that and, like, how, I just, Green Bay's defense was average and, you know, almost subpar against the better teams this year. So I just didn't know how they were going to defend that. You got Kittle who can run down the middle. You know, they added Sanders uh, midway through the year, which also helped Debo Samuel. And then, like you said, Al, you got all these running plays going, all these misdirections. You know, and and people, you know, sometimes forget Kyle Shanahan was the last good piece of the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, And they went to that Super Bowl. Yeah, they blew the 28-3 to lead. That Atlanta offense has never been the same since he left. And so, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I think it's highly complex. It's it's a much more high-powered offense than I think people really think. Uh, and I think it's very, very difficult to defend. Indeed. So, on the other side, of course, you got uh, Andy Reid there as well. Now, his pass plays have the complexity of most pass plays. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, because uh, we've really seen Damian Williams uh, be the key running back here for the Chiefs uh, in in the last two postseasons, actually. Now, it's funny. He's not necessarily getting it done with the yardage, but he can certainly find his way into the end zone and everything. Um, how How is that aspect going to work against the 49ers? I, I mean, we know about the pass game, but is there any way that they can get this ball moving on the ground? I think they can get it moving a little bit. I mean, the um, the Niners have been a little bit susceptible to uh, to running games this year. So uh, you know, but, but the interesting thing about Kansas City, you know, they just, they haven't really run the ball nearly as well this year um, as they did last year. But you know, like you said, Andy Reid's offense is still very good. They will find ways to to get the running game going. They're going to be able to move the ball here. I mean, this is a really, really, really good offense. I, I kind of look at this and. Both these teams' offenses, when I look at their numbers when they're healthy, both these teams' offenses are above average. Both these teams' defenses are actually above average when they're healthy. Um, but, you know, the Chiefs' defense or offense is just that much better than the Niners' offense, and the Niners' defense is just that much better than the uh, Chiefs' defense. But I think they'll be able to move the ball a little bit, and, you know, they've got to certainly respect Mahomes. And what's what's I think just fascinating about this matchup is – both teams have probably the top two tight ends in a league that can just kill you right down the middle of the field. And then obviously if you can, you can, you know, use that weapon down the middle of the field, it opens up everything else side to side uh, on the sidelines. And they both have dynamic receivers that can, that can hurt you as well. So in some ways they're kind of built very, very similar, especially with the uh, complex offenses that they run as well. Now, of course, another big thing too, these are two of the best coaches in the NFL when given extra time to prepare it's almost like, you know, you want to try to find which side would have the advantage in that regard. But my goodness, I mean, they're both that good. So uh, how do you how do you handicap from that perspective? Uh, I agree. This is no um, Kyle Shanahan against Freddie Kitchens type matchup. Uh. Uh, so. 
so uh, I, I agree. I mean, I you know they're they're both they both are going to have a lot of time to prepare. Obviously, uh, you know you're going to see some different stuff just because of what they bring to the table. I don't know that there is an advantage on that side. They're they're both outstanding coaches uh, with outstanding personnel. So they you know that just gives them the flexibility to do that much more with what they have. Uh, I don't think there's an advantage either way. All right, so let's talk about these prop bets because, I mean, look, this is the last football game of the season. Everybody has to get their fix in in some way or form. Uh, were there any in particular that, that have stood out to you so far? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna throw three at you, Al. Two right. of them um, are what I would kind of describe as just tried and true in the Super Bowl, kind of almost regardless of the matchup they have just worked. And then one I think will be more specific to, to the matchup that we have. Both So – the first one here is, uh, will there be more points scored in the first half or the second half? The second half is, uh, from what I've seen, minus 140, minus 145. Uh, I would play the second half and, and lay the 140 or 145. 16 of the last 21 Super Bowls have seen more points scored in the second half. Wow. So it just kind of goes that way. And even in last year's game, as ugly of a game as that was, uh, that played out again. And then the other one is uh, the team that scores last wins the game. Uh, that's right now around minus 185 from what I've seen. That played out that way last year. The last 10 Super Bowls have all hit that where the team that scores last wins the game. And this game, I think, will be pretty competitive, pretty close. And so I think that just gives that uh, another chance that uh, if this game really is close, the last team that scores more than likely uh, has a very good chance to win the game uh, as well. Interesting. And uh, what was the juice on that one? Uh, minus, minus 185. Minus so that's pretty heavy juice. Yep. Um, and and uh, then minus 140, mi- minus 145 in the second half. Okay. And then the last one here is, uh, and I'll, I'll just give a perspective first because you could. there's some other things you can play with this other than what I'm going to give. But the 49ers ran the ball about 52% of the time this year. But – in games that were decided by four points or less, and then I also included their 10-point win over Arizona and their loss to Atlanta because those games were within four points uh, with the exception of basically the last play of the game where a turnover turned into a touchdown. So when the 49ers have been in competitive games, and I think this will be a competitive game, and they certainly could be behind in this game, they are throwing the balls anywhere from 58 to 60% of the time. They're not running at 52% of the time. We saw them run the ball a ton last week, but they weren't challenged by Green Bay. They, they could do what they wanted to do. I don't think they're going to go into this game thinking they can uh, score 20 points and win this game. And, and, you know, you look at that game against the Saints, uh, I don't think this game's going to be that high scoring. But uh, the fact of the matter is they know they need to score points to win this game. So with that said, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo – uh, his average completions this year was 19.2 per game. But in those games where they were decided by four points or less, and then that Atlanta and Arizona game, uh, he completed 23 and a half completions. So I think we've got some value here because I do think they're going to throw the ball. Um, and you can look at this. The pass attempts are about four attempts higher uh, than normal. His passing yards are higher than normal. So you could play this a lot of different ways. Uh, I just think the completion one, um, is maybe the best one here. And I've seen it over 18 and a half juice, 19, 19 and a half. So, you know, if you've got a, a few different outlets, you could, you could find probably any of those numbers, but uh, I think anything over uh, less than 20 is a pretty good value play on Garoppolo over completions for the game. Nice. Nice. Um, now, of course we've got these other prop bets, uh, the coin toss, the national anthem, 
you know, what what will the first commercial be? Any any of those that you usually like putting some money down on? Uh, I don't. You know, I I play in Vegas, so I don't have you know opportunity for the color of the Gatorade or even the national anthem length that, and stuff like that. That was like the that. other one. I, yes, yeah. I, I was one was escaping my mind. That was it. Yeah, so I don't, but yeah, you know, I remember, geez, I don't know, this could have been 30, 40 years ago. I remember reading the paper, I think it was leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, but they were just kind of warning people, hey, you know, it's, it's just another game, don't go over, you know, overboard. And they were they were talking about this guy who checked himself into AA uh, after the Super Bowl because he had bet like $5,000 on the coin toss. <laughs> and I just, I just always thought, you know, you're at someone's house and everyone's in the kitchen getting their food and their drinks and this guy's glued to the TV set because they're tossing a coin and he's lost before the game's even started. So, uh, but no, I, I, I don't really, uh, play any of those things. Uh, it's pretty much just the, uh, you know, the, the normal prop bets, I would say. So every year I put $50 on tails. Uh, it's like, it's like a little tradition that I have, but what's interesting is that I, um, I, I was listening to an interview recently and there was a physicist who was saying that tails will come out more often than not because the for the uh, the commemorative Super Bowl coin, uh, your heads is gonna be just that that straight flush side. However, the tails is gonna have a I guess some sort of uh, an object or whatever. It's, it, it'll be raised a bit. It's weighted, and and the yeah. weight and the weight of it causes it to be uh, to come out more often than not. And it, it came out last year. I know that. So. And so how, how have you done the last 10 years? Do you know? Uh, I believe I, I can't, I can't tell you. Over the, I just remember last year that it hit, but <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's just always something. And again, I haven't done it the last 10 years, but uh, you know, over the, over the last few, I know that it's been pretty successful. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting to, to have that tidbit there. Um, yeah, my goodness. And then last year too, I knew a guy. I didn't. I didn't do it myself, but a guy that I know, he had an inside scoop on uh, what the color of the Gatorade was going to be. So I, I should have believed him. I just, I didn't think it was going to happen. So those are, those are. Well, really wasn't there some stuff last year on the, on the link of the national anthem? Uh, I forget what it was. I don't know if someone had had seen them uh, practice for it or something that. Uh, oh well, they and they carried out the note at the end too. I think so. It kind of depended. I think. Yeah. When, Decided to end that, right? Yeah, that's right. And of course, too, you know, like uh, when when these people do the national anthem rehearsal, they're I don't know that they're like live, live to the public, but there are people there who have always said like, hey, I forget what you like uh, pink one year I was watching a show the other day and the guy was talking about it where uh, pink was the singer of the national anthem and she did like 151 and then her <laughs> and then her last three rehearsals were all 153 153 153 <laughs> turns out turns out the very end she nails it 153 for the for the real thing so you never know it's like the 40 yard dash you know <laughs> yeah i know but you got to think some of these sports books now are probably like all right like let, let's uh let's talk about this rehearsal time you know we got to throw it off a little bit make sure these people don't get it this year because that certainly right. is a vital piece of information. It's almost insider yeah. trading, you know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Oh, goodness. All right. So I know that uh, you talked about it earlier. You do like the 49ers to win. Uh, let's do a little prediction here. How much will the Niners win by in this game? Yeah, I've got them. Uh, I'm going to call it 30-27 San Francisco. Um, I look at this. Kansas City, when they played teams that have a similar offensive profile as the 49ers, they've allowed about 29 points a game. 
when San Fran has played a, a team similar to Casey's defense, they've scored about 30 points a game. Uh, and Kansas City, you know, this year when they played good defenses, they scored 26 against Minnesota. Now, I know there was no Mahomes there. They played uh, scored 26 at Chicago. Eh, kind of a cold weather game. They scored 30 and 23 versus Denver. Uh, you had a big snow game. Mahomes left halfway through the game. There was a defensive score. They scored 23 at New England. And even looking back last year, they against good defenses, they really haven't scored more than 30 points. Um, I can see them scoring somewhere in the neighborhood of 26, 27 points. Um, and then from San or from Kansas City standpoint, when or from San Fran standpoint, when they faced a good offense like Kansas City, you know, there's three offenses in the league that have scored more than 40 percent of their potential points uh, for the year. Kansas City, Baltimore and New Orleans. It's a small sample size for San Francisco because they but they did play Baltimore and New Orleans. On average, they allowed 33 points in those two games. You had a weather game. And again, it's a small sample size, so I'm not prepared to say San Fran's going to give up 33 points. But I do think Kansas City in the neighborhood of 26, 27 points, and I think San Fran can get to 30. I think 30-27 San Fran uh, seems like a pretty fair prediction on my side. All right. All right, folks, we were just talking with Scott Kellen, uh, one of the contributors over here at sportspredictor.com. Make sure you check us out on the website there. Also, uh, make sure you check out Scott on Twitter at Sixth Sense NFL. That sixth on there is written out. Uh, and then, of course, make sure you follow Sports Predictor uh, on Twitter at Predictor HQ. Now, Scott, I know, you know, football is not necessarily over after the Super Bowl. We've got the XFL coming up <laughs> on February 8th. Now, I just want to say my home state of New Jersey just became the sixth state uh, to legalize XFL betting uh, yet, or to say that they'll have it available uh, on their docket here. So are you going to be betting on any XFL games this season? I haven't given it a whole lot of thought yet, Al. I think, uh, you know, but it's football and it's an opportunity. So uh, if, if, if this league is, you know, kind of – on the up and up and you know you never know with the xfl and all that kind of stuff but uh if it truly is then yeah i mean it's an opportunity right so if we have an opportunity why wouldn't we try to make money so uh you know once i get a little bit of a hand on a league and see what it's all about then yeah i, I will definitely uh be looking into it and seeing if we can find some advantages absolutely yeah i was i was listening to the radio yesterday and uh, Kevin Gilbride the former Giants offensive coordinator i guess he's coaching the uh, the New York team and they so he was just saying they just played an exhibition game against Tampa, the or the Tampa team that they have. And, you know, the broadcasters wanted to see, you know, what the two teams looked like, blah, blah, blah. So they're playing each other again in the first week of the season, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like you never see that. So I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, what happened there and if any kind of carryover will be going on. But I'm actually, I'm actually going to one of these XFL games on the 29th of February. Um, you know, they got, they got some pretty good deals with stuff where the ticket, the tickets are pretty cheap and then you could like go down on the field before or after the game. So, uh, a friend of mine offered me up the opportunity. I said, sure, let's, let's, why not? Let's try it out. So. That's awesome. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what kind of, uh, attendance they get. I mean, you know, if they offer them cheap enough, hopefully they get a bunch of people there, which will make the games a little more exciting. Uh, they have actually people in the in the stands as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it just to see it. I like I said, I haven't really paid a lot of attention to any of the rules or anything yet, but uh, but definitely we'll be watching once it once it starts up. Yeah, I think some of those rule changes are definitely you know worth tuning in for. For instance, I know uh, they can't punt the ball 
out of bounds, right? So if basically if you oh. if you punt the ball out of bounds, you're going to have that similar type of uh, penalty that you get in the NFL for kicking a kickoff out of bounds. Uh, so that should be fun. If they go to overtime, they'll have that shootout style like you see in soccer uh, yep. where they do uh, five rounds of two-point conversions for each side. So that should be pretty cool as well. Uh, you know, but uh, well, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I, you know, the, in, in the league that, you know, uh, only made it about halfway through last year. And then this, that's one thing I love about these leagues because they can try different things that, yeah. you know, hopefully maybe get implemented into the NFL just to make the NFL game that much better, too. So that that part, I think, is great. Indeed, indeed. All right. Well, once again, we thank Scott Kellen for joining us here today on the podcast. Good luck with everything in the Super Bowl. And we'll certainly be looking out for those prop bets. Uh, any, uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, I just, uh, you, you guys are great. I love what you guys do. Um, you know, you guys obviously go out and try to find the best of the best and you know, this industry needs more of that. So I appreciate that. That's why you're here. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm the best of the best. I do. Okay. Right. But I do think, you know, from an industry standpoint, uh, it needs more, uh, guys like you that are really actually looking out for the people who are buying these picks and stuff. And, uh, I appreciate what you guys do. And obviously thanks for having, having me on. And, you know, I think we've been together three, four, five years and really appreciated the uh, partnership as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks, once again, make sure you check out sportsprotected.com. You can check out Scott's and all of our other professional betters, best plays, get the winning edge by subscribing to the sports big packages, long-term winning betters. We'll see you next time. Peace.